Hi, everybody. I'm the aforementioned Joe Yashroff, and this is Moco's Most Famous for My MC Media. We are in our plush podcast studios in Rockville. Carolyn Raskowskis is in the house, Bob Rutledge in the house, and last but not least, our very special guest, Dominique Dawes, one of the great athletes in the history of Montgomery County. Not exaggerating. Uh, she's doing some exciting things. Dominique, so happy to finally have you on the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank How are you doing? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This is very exciting for us, and I know uh, you have some exciting things you're working on. So we're going to get right to that. And then we're going to go back to the glory days of the Olympics and all that good stuff. Wonderful. So tell us what, you know, some people uh, kind of think of Dominique Dawes. Oh, she's that teenager. And they probably Mm -hmm. still think you're a teenager and it's the 90s, but it's not. It's not. And um, and, and you're doing some exciting things now. So tell us what what's the big project. Well, I would say the most exciting things that I have going on in my life is number one, I'm 43 years old. I'm married and I'm a mother of four amazing kids. I have a five and a half year old daughter, Katiri, a four-year-old daughter, Quinn, and 22-month-old twins, Lincoln and Dakota. And I would say that those are the highlights of my life. Now, in addition to that right now, I am starting my own gymnastics academy. It's the Dominique Dawes Gymnastics Academy. The first location will be in Clarksburg, Maryland, and it's set to open sometime during spring 2020. This is something that I'm very committed to because I still have such a deep love and passion for the sport of gymnastics. But I want to ensure that kids have a very healthy environment where they can be introduced to a sport um, that is something that I committed decades of my childhood too. And uh, how long has this taken to get to this point? It's not open yet. You said it's a spring in 2020. This isn't something you thought of about a month ago. This has taken some time. This has taken some time, but really things, there's been a seed that was planted in my head by my grandfather over 20 years ago. When I retired from the sport of gymnastics, he sat me down and he was, he was an entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur. My uncles are all entrepreneurs. And he sat me down and he said, I think you should open a gymnastics gym. And I thought, no, that is not how I want to live the next part of my life because I spent 18 years in the gymnastics gym training day in and day out, a full-time job as a young person. However, after becoming a mother and putting my children in the sport of gymnastics that I love so much, a lot of things started coming back to me and I started recognizing I have a different perspective of my experiences now that I'm a mother. I want something different for my daughters as well as for my son. And then in 2016, when everything came to light with regards to the scandal with Larry Nassar, someone that I knew near and dear for my whole career and knew him as a friend and even worked closely with him, the 96 Olympics and the 2000 Olympics, it really made me open my my eyes fully to not only the sexual abuses in the sport, but also the physical, the emotional, and verbal abuses. A lot of the fear and anxiety that I had as a young child started coming back to me full force. And that's when I started really hearing my grandfather's voice in my head saying, you need to open a gymnastics gym. It was not just about being an entrepreneur anymore, but it was about really making a positive difference and having a lasting legacy in the sport of gymnastics. I forgot to mention, actually, Quinn is in in the house, (laughs) in the podcast studio with us. So, Quinn, good to see you. And uh, we'll, we'll ask you some questions in a little bit. But and, first, got to finish with mom. Yeah, my four-year-old. Um, and very much my motivation, I will say, yeah. um, you know, what's motivating me to start the Dominique Dodge Gymnastics Academy are my four kids. Um, but first and foremost, it was Quinn. We had um, dealt with a little bit of an issue with my young daughter um, being diagnosed at one point with selective mutism. And then also my husband has Tourette's. And I started seeing a lot of facial tics, honestly, mm-hmm. in my young daughter. And I wanted to make sure um, that she would 
would have a healthy environment that she could be a part of. So it was a motivation of my grandfather planting that seed, uh, knowing what possible struggles my young daughter could have, and then also knowing that I was very disappointed in the direction of the sport of gymnastics. Mm -hmm. And so it really was a combination of all those things as a mother that I was like, this is going to happen. And I know I knew it was going to be a lot of work. It has been a lot of work. Uh, we are moving along. I've got wonderful support from the Clarksburg community, from Montgomery County, um, that I know it's it's going to be a success. And let me define success. Success is building confident kids, um, instilling happy memories in young kids, building lasting friendships, uh, making a positive difference, and having them recognize, um, you know, the beautiful gift that each and every one of us have in us, not because we have a potential of, of making history or going to the Olympics or being super talented. No, we each have an amazing seed in us um, that is great, and it's going to take that special coach or that special parent to pull it out of each and every one of these young kids. What you're doing is not easy, obviously. It wasn't easy to this point. I'm sure it's not going to be easy moving forward. But you feel like this is your mission and this is kind of giving you new meaning in life, it kind of for the rest of your life. This is, I guess, what you're going to be doing. My, my mission in life really is to be a phenomenal mom. My mm-hmm. mission in life truly is to be the best wife that I can be. Mm-hmm. It's always a daily challenge. I will say just life can have its ups and downs. Um, but also the business is really about building that healthy community mm-hmm. and introducing people to the sport of gymnastics in a positive environment. What I like to say is that we're very committed to a safe, supportive, and empowering gymnastics and ninja environment for all. I'm not just talking about empowering the young kids, but it's also making sure that our staff feel empowered, our staff uh, feel as if they're getting all the support and the resources that they need. And as I'm reaching out right now, even with my COO and interviewing people to be a part of our team, we are looking for people, number one, with exceptional character, people that recognize the responsibility of being a role model and people that love working with kids. Those are the things that matter most to us, not someone with an Olympic background or they've you know, done gymnastics their whole life, but it's really about their heart and why they want to work with these young kids. You mentioned Larry Nassar, and I was going to ask you, um, so we all watched in horror as this, this terrible story de- developed and more came out. How painful, how difficult was that for you to watch actually knowing working with with this guy? You know, it was a shock. I think I was in complete disbelief, as a lot of people were initially. But when 18 young survivors came out at once, um, you, we then started opening our eyes and saying, hey, there's not only something wrong with this individual, but there's also something wrong with our sport. If people in our sport are wanting to support this individual and really not take the time to listen to these young women that are saying, hey, this was my experience, not only with this man, but more people have come out, hundreds, if not more, have come out and said, hey, this was my experience with my coach, the physical abuse that I experienced, the emotional abuse that I experienced, the verbal abuse that I've experienced. Um, And as I've been interviewing staff, a number of staff have a gymnastics background. And many of them that I've interviewed have shared these horrific stories that they had with their hometown coach of the words that this individual had said to them, of how that individual demeaned them or made them feel, or the controlling environment that they were in, the anxiety that they had, uh, waking up and going to gym. I think it's a huge problem if young girls walk into a gymnastics gym with tears in their eyes and no one takes the time to wonder, hey, what's going on with this young girl? Why isn't she excited to be here? Um, Maybe she doesn't feel the support and empowerment that 
she needs. Personally, I experienced many of those horrific experiences, um, but that's, again, why I'm opening my eyes, listening, and recognizing that we need to change that. And it really starts from not only ownership, but the staff that's put in place. It has to be people that, again, exceptional character, care about making a positive difference, and love kids, love working with kids. And so um, that's why I'm very motivated, very excited uh, to build this community. Beyond your personal efforts to, to make things better, are you confident that there's enough enough people who want to make things better and will make things better? There are a lot of people that are really stuck in their ways, um, and I think those days will change. I think enough parents, I've been doing mom meet and greets, however, a number of dads have shown up, and I definitely welcome dads as well, um, but I've done a number of mom meet and greets in the Clarksburg community, just really sharing my vision of what my goal is of building this academy, but also taking the time to listen to not only the experiences they have that they love, but maybe some things they would like to see different in my academy. And really listening to these moms as, as well as a few dads that have shared some stories with me, I think them sharing it with me, they're like, wait, that's not a healthy environment for my daughter. Hey, I shouldn't be ignored. Hey, I've been at this gym for years and they don't even acknowledge me when I walk through the door. A simple hello, a simple acknowledgement of a kid and knowing a kid's name not because they're going to the Olympics or because they're going to become this great athlete someday, but knowing a kid because you have the ability to touch that kid's life. We have the ability to plant a seed, a positive seed in a kid's life, just by knowing their name, saying hello, saying thanks for coming, and saying great job, celebrating those little successes that truly are many times big successes in that young kid's life. I like uh, under the mission statement going through the, the website, uh, I like uh, building confident kids one cartwheel at a time, building happy and healthy kids one handstand at a I time. Know. That's a really kind of a cute way. It's of fun. Saying, it's it's yeah. fun. It's yeah. cheesy. It's it's totally not my personality, but it's really what, yeah. what it's about. It's really about instilling um, characteristics and experiences that are going to build confident kids. I don't care if my kids ever make history. I don't care if they make it to the Olympics. It'd be nice to get a college scholarship. That would help mommy and daddy out a little bit. I got four kids. But it's really at the end of the day as a mom, I want my kids to be happy. Happy. I want my kids to be confident. I want them to look at themselves in the mirror and love who they see and, and know that they're loved by their family, lo- know that they're loved by their friends. Um, and anything that we can control with regards to health, I want to instill those good habits to live a healthy lifestyle in these young kids. So that is very much the focus of our gym. But again, if someone has the potential to do, let's say, more in the sport of gymnastics, I'm not going to stifle their growth. But it really is about building confident kids, happy kids and healthy kids. And I do think um, I struggled with self-esteem for so many years. And it is a shame if you reach success in the world's eyes and you still don't think you're good enough. And that is failure and that is disappointment. And I experienced that for many, many years, thinking that winning a gold medal or making history was going to make me love myself um, more. And it took me the time to be a wife, to be a mother, and recognize my value does not come in what I've accomplished in life. It really comes in how I perceive myself and the loved ones around me. And right now, I feel fulfilled with the loved ones that I have around me. And I'm sure that's surprising for many to hear someone who's won a gold medal, Mm -hmm. three bronzes in three different Olympics in 92, 96, uh, 2000. 
Barcelona, Atlanta, and Sydney, Sydney right? Yes. Uh, for that, that doesn't uh, really affect or, or make you a happy person. It does not make you a happy person. It does not make you fulfilled mm-hmm. in life whatsoever. And um, you know, I think when you're a young person and you're striving for these big goals, you think that you achieve that mountaintop that mm-hmm. you are going to feel fulfilled, uh, be fulfilled in life. But fulfillment really has to do with relationships. Fulfillment really has to do with the special people, um, the loved ones um, that you have in your life and the, the healthy loved ones that you have in your life. How excited will you be when when the Dominique Dawes uh, Gymnastics Academy finally opens in the spring? You know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited to open my doors, but honestly, I am already having the ability to connect with the community right now. Um, The fact that I'm doing these meet and greets and doing a number of community events and meeting moms, meeting dads, meeting young kids, I feel as if, yes, it'll be icing on top to open my doors and it'll be phenomenal to see those smiles that'll come through the doors. Um, But it's really about building a legacy and it's about this young kid coming through the doors at four and a half or five years old, but more importantly, when they graduate from our program, coming back coming back to our program to not only say thank you, but wanting to be a part of our program. You know, and I think about that as a young person and looking at former teammates, how, mo- how many of us really want to come back to that community or that, that home or that gym life that we were in as a young person? That's, the kinda, that's not the kind of gym I want to create. I want to create a kind of gym environment like my husband as a school teacher, as he has as his school, that his students continue to come back after they've graduated or once they get married or after they have kids. They want to come back and say, thank you for the difference and the positive seed you've planted in my life. And they feel embraced in that community. And that's what I hope to, hope to build. You're listening to the great Dominique Dawes on MoCo's Most Famous. My name is Joe Yashroff. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff. Ooh. We're going to go back to the Olympics. Nice. We're going to talk about Prince. Oh, We're oh, going to talk about yeah. uh, some other things that will be fun. Okay. So uh, stay tuned to MoCo's Most Famous. We'll be right back. MCM, your community media center, is making Montgomery County a great place to live through programs like 21 This Week. Montgomery County's hardest-hitting political talk show keeps you up to date with the local political scene. Montgomery Community Media. Our middle name is Community. Back to Moco's Most Famous. I'm Joe Yashroff. We are talking with Silver Springs' own Dominique Dawes. Uh, during the break, Carolyn mentioned uh, she'd like to take adult classes at the <laughs> Gymnastics Academy. Those will not be available just for our they listeners. They are not going to be offered clear. from the start. But from I will start. say okay. I've done enough of these mom meet and greets, and a number of moms have okay. asked for classes. So I'm not going to so deny that it will never happen. Note to Dominique, <laughs> maybe 2021. Start blowing adult, out Achilles. You know, blowing out, yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. So maybe not such a good idea, Carolyn. Sorry and about Simone that. And Simone Biles has taken over. I'm too I'm too wise to know that I wouldn't even try to put a leotard on these days. Nice. <laughs> oh, you mentioned Simone Biles. So let's talk about Simone Biles. Are oh. you amazed by what she has done and what she's going to do? You know what I'm more amazed about what? is how she is outspoken. 
and she is really changing the sport for the better. I love the fact that Simone has really been truthful and honest about how she feels about how the Federation has been handling things. Mm -hmm. And that is not something back in my day I could have done. It was such a political sport back then that I would have been banned. Um, My scores would have been so low and they would have been able to justify it however they would have been and I would have just quietly been pushed out of the sport. She is so dominant that she is able to be vocal, speak the truth, Mm. and change the sport, we hope, and still be on top of that podium. So I love that. I love her courage. I love her strength. And I don't think she's wired to do it any other way. And I truly appreciate the impact that she's making. And I've met her a number of times. And what I also love most about her is she is the kindest kid, even though she's 20-something, with my with my daughters. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that she makes my daughters smile. She gives them a big hug. And they, you know, thank the world of her. Um, she's you know, Olympic gold medalist and is probably going to win another Olympic gold medal in 2020 as well. Well, so let's talk a little more about what she's doing in gymnastics. I mean, when you see her, I mean, you were a great gymnast. There have been many great gymnasts. But what she is doing, I'd like you to compare to everyone that you've seen and heard about in the history of of gymnastics. It's unheard of. It's unheard of that she's doing the vaults that she's doing, that she's doing the tumbling that she's doing. I mean, what is it? Double, triple, double. I mean, I honestly, you got, you have to slow down mm-hmm. the TV to be able hmm. to see what she's doing. She's that amazing. And she does it effortlessly. Like, it's not like she's struggling to make these moves and just barely is mm-hmm. uh, landing them. She's actually over-rotating and has more power that she could actually do more difficulty. It's, I, I don't know where she's come from. <laughs> um, she's obviously, you know, not only talented, but a hard worker and emotionally strong as well. I mean, you can have someone with that kind of talent and constantly choke. And she really doesn't choke. She's, uh, she's pretty consistent. She would go on, on my list of athletes I would pay to see. Lamar Jackson with the Ravens. There, there's, a, there's a group of people, but yeah. she is absolutely uh, Katie Ledecky, yep. oh, another yeah. local Olympian, yes, but she, they, she's on the list. So. And she would be worth every penny. She too. would yeah. be. She would yeah. be. And then uh, I think uh, Nats fans saw her uh, throw out the first pitch. Uh, in Houston at yes. one of the World Series games, and she did a she did a flip, yeah, she which did. was impressive on a baseball field. Oh you know, yeah, so. it was a standing full, and yeah. again, that's pretty difficult to do. What did you call it? A standing a standing full. full. Okay. She did a backflip with a full twist. And I apologize, a, I'm not much of a gymnast, so no, I don't know okay. all the terms. Well, so. you'll have to come to my academy, and okay. I will not teach you a standing full. Oh, uh, because I'm six five, and I don't know if that would be good would for me to do that. It would not be good at all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably not. Um, So you mentioned Simone Biles. There is a local gymnast here at Northwest High School, uh, Kayla DeCello. It's funny. In her family, some people say DeCello and some people say DeCello in the same house. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure which one to go with. But have you been able to see any of her? She... uh, she did uh, some great things in the summer. No, uh, I have not. Okay. I mean, my focus has really been on, I've watched Simone, but my focus really has been on building this gym that is mm-hmm. going to be more preschool and rec focused and okay. lower level gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love whatever a local athlete is doing exceptionally well. And I want to make sure that she's emotionally healthy and feeling confident about the, her road ahead. Well, remember that name. She I will. Might, she might be doing some things. I know. Uh, so um, you were part of the first class of the Montgomery County Sports Hall of Fame. And I have to do the full disclosure. Oh. I'm part of the board, but if I wasn't did part I get, of the did board, did I get your vote? I don't. Uh, well, I'm not supposed <laughs> to talk about it, but if you didn't get my vote, I sh- probably should be kicked off the board. <laughs> what I wanted to say is, if I was not part of it, anyone who would have been part of the board would have had you in the first class. You can't have a first class of the Montgomery County Sports Hall of Fame without Dominique Dawes. Oh, so I, I know you've that. won lots of things and and had lots of honors, but what what did that mean to you uh, being in that first class? You know, it's interesting. Really, my life is life 
before being a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I spoke briefly about, my perspective on things in life have changed greatly. Mm-hmm. And while, you know, I thought things would lead to happiness um, prior to being a mom, mm-hmm. and it did not. Um, but being a mom, when you include your family, when you include your spouse, when you include your kids, it makes life so much sweeter, so much better. And to share the stage of winning that honor, or earning that honor, uh, with my two daughters there with me, with my husband in the audience, um, you know, was something that, you know, I will take to me, take with me to my to my dying day. And uh, my daughters still to this day will talk about it and, you know, how little shy they were up on stage and running between my legs. And, um, you know, it just it really touched my heart and, and it makes me recognize what the most important things are in this mm-hmm. world. And it really is uh, your family. And you guys did steal the show, just for the record. So yeah, the Katerian Quinn stole the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that. All right. So the Olympics. You were part of. Some people may not remember. You were part of three. We we talked about it. Um, ninety two in Barcelona, ninety six in Atlanta, and two thousand. Being a gymnast and being in three Olympics. Why? That's why. Yeah. Why? Okay. Why? Good question. Why? You know, it's <laughs> funny. My husband. He knows that I'm a, I have a choleric nature to myself, and I am a worker, and I come from a family of very hard workers. And uh, we set goals, and we don't, you know, allow things to maybe get in our way, though I dealt with a lot of fear. Um, you know, I had to have an individual that pushed me to help me face those fears. Um, some of that also instilled further fear in me. Um, but that's just in my nature to try to reach higher heights and to be very determined um, to accomplish those goals. But I did retire after the 96 Olympics. I was hoping to go off to Stanford and enjoy, you know, some time in the sun and the California uh, air and, you know, enjoy life maybe at Stanford with Tiger Woods even is when I signed in All 1994. Right. Um, but a little birdie got in my ear prior to the 2000 Olympic Games and said, hey, have you thought about a comeback? And I remember back then still receiving fan mail letters where people would sit down and write me. It wasn't emails as much, but Mm -hmm. they would sit down and write. And a number of fans wanted to see me back out there and felt as if there was something that was missing to the sport. And at that time, I was at the University of Maryland in econ class. And I decided, you know what, this is not working out for me right now. Mm -hmm. Let me, you know, let me get back out there in the gym and train. It was very challenging um, to come back at 23 years old. Um, I'm glad I did. We had a very interesting experience at those Olympic Games, Um, not the same as the 96 Olympic Games. Again, Larry Nassar was there, so definitely a different perspective many decades later, but it it was good to come back for my fans. Was there, were you able to enjoy, I mean, that was the goal, uh, you started gymnastics when you were six, uh, I think you told me. Yes. And um, so that was the goal for you to be an Olympian. I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but and then you make the Olympics and you make it three times. Were you able, you, you achieved the goal and then you had success in the Olympics. Were you able to enjoy fully or enjoy partially what actually was going on? No. That's, no. That's sad. No, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. And, you know, I do respect and have a whole new appreciation for my teammate, Dominique Mociano, mm-hmm. who came out many, many moons ago in the 90s talking about the experience that she had in the journey of the sport of gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And no one wanted to hear it. And even many people in the sport had said, no, she's just bitter because she didn't get the attention following those Olympic Games. Now... I kind of listened to a number of individuals and thought, yeah, maybe she's bitter because someone else, you know, took the platform or got more of the stardom. But it really wasn't fun. When I look back at my childhood, I was nervous every single day. Wow. 
um, I had tears almost every single day. Mm. My parents were somewhat removed from my experience. Even to this day, it has been a struggle to mend my relationship with my parents because of my decision to choose gymnastics and those lofty dreams and goals. My parents, while they struggled with their own issues, um, did see things that I didn't see as a young person. And even to this day, as my dad is running into his third bout with cancer, I have finally told him, thank you. You -hmm. tried opening my eyes when I was a child, but I chose gymnastics because I felt as if that was my best opportunity in life Mm -hmm. because I came from a middle-class family. My dad owned a trash company. They were not going to be able to afford to pay for me to go to college. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, really driven in the sport of gymnastics primarily to get a college scholarship. That was my primary dream and goal because I knew I wasn't going to be able to afford it on my own. Um, However, throughout my career, my parents did try to open my eyes to things, but I solely focused on the Olympic gold or the Olympic making history. Um, However, it wasn't fun. It was a lot of work. And um, again, my teammate like Dominique Mociano coming out and being very brutally honest about things, I think also allowed those young victims of Larry Nassar Mm -hmm. to have the courage to speak out and not be fearful of those in the sport that were going to attack them. And they sure were attacked in the beginning. And now um, they have silenced their critics. And the good thing is now we can speak we can speak truthfully about our experiences. Even if he or she does not agree with what we experience, it is our truth. Now, I have built some amazing friendships in the sport of gymnastics, and I am very grateful and thankful for those um, relationships that I built. I would have quit many moons ago if I didn't have those teammates Mm -hmm. there in Maryland by my side, kind of encouraging me along the way. But whenever I'm picking up the phone and I speak to teammates of mine and we reminisce about our days in the gym, there's a lot of pain that comes up. There's a lot of emotional scars that us 40-something-year-old women, you know, mm-hmm. had to tackle with as 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds. But now as a mom of four kids, mm-hmm. I'm healed. I just know what I want differently, not only for my kids, but for today's gymnast and for tomorrow's gymnast as well. Do you regret that you chose gymnastics? No. I, I mean, okay. I, you know, I don't regret that I chose gymnastics because I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the amazing husband that I have today. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the four kids that I have today. I wouldn't have learned from those painful moments that have driven me to my passion and purpose today. I love the fact um, that I'm able to find a way to take many painful moments in my life yeah. and recognize that there's a purpose for it. And I can plant a positive seed in someone else's life because wow. of it. Now, you've been co-chair of the President's Council on, they changed the name, it's Fitness, yeah. Sports, Sports, and, and Nutrition, nutrition which yes. is an important addition, the it nutrition is. part. And you're still doing that, right? I am not with this administration, okay. but you know what? If they give me a call, I would be completely on board. Okay, but you did it for... The maybe, Obama administration. So for eight for years? Or about six and a half six years, and, a half? and I worked very closely with Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. She had the phenomenal Let's Move initiative yeah. that was all about educating families on mm-hmm. the um, issue of childhood obesity. One in three young kids at that time um, had obesity. And so it was good to work closely with her and to get to know her on a personal level. She's someone that does not just talk the talk. She walks the walk. And I loved seeing that on a regular basis. And you and Drew Brees, I believe, were the the co-chair. and uh, It didn't just 
like, the, like yeah, last night he threw a million touchdowns and <laughs> exactly. he's forty one and still getting it done. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Like Dominique forty three still getting it done. I don't know about <laughs> not like Drew Brees. Absolutely. Yes. But we had some um, phenomenal we had a, a an amazing team um, mm-hmm. of people that were truly passionate about um, making a positive difference and talking about the sport the importance of sports, of fitness and nutrition. Um, there was a chef on board, uh, there was a couple of personal trainers on board, a number of former athletes, coaches, um, you know, uh, I think a general even was on board. I mean, so we had this mm-hmm. phenomenal, um, you know, soldier of, of individuals that really cared about the impact. Are you still in touch with Michelle Obama? I would there not be something commun- down the road maybe I would love with to. her? I would love to. I know when she, when they were leaving the office, um, you know, we got invited to, my husband and I got invited to a private party mm. um, at the White House. Prince had performed. I was, uh, Quinn was in the womb at the time, about seven months old. And I remember chatting with her uh, quite a bit there and, and hoping that there's an opportunity for us to connect. You mentioned Prince. So wow. doing a little research, and I did not know this. <laughs> But you were in a Prince video. Yeah. Please explain. I grew up a huge fan of Prince. Who what? Who didn't? Who didn't? Yes. Of Madonna. Yes. Of who, Janet. Who didn't? Of Michael yes, Jackson. Exactly. So um, yes. And so <laughs> after the '96 Olympics, I got some fun opportunities. Um, it was uh, I got a call from my agent saying that Prince wanted to work with me, and yeah, right, and <laughs> wanted to work with me, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, have him give me a call. And so I was then in Orlando for a gig with Disney. I get a call and um, someone, you know, was like, hello. And I'm like, oh, hello, who is this? And it was, he was at the time formally known as. Yes, the so he didn't even really as. say his name. He said like formally known as. He actually as. said that? Yeah, it was okay. kind of That's odd. Weird. And then it made me okay. actually not think it was mm. him. And then you never really hear his speaking voice because he's right. always singing. It's and it's got really deep, voice, deep right? yeah. voice. So yeah. I was like, who's pranking me? Click. Yeah. I hang up. Oh, you, you actually oh, I hung, completely up. hung up. You hung up on I Prince. hung up on Prince. Dominic Dawes <laughs> hung up on Prince. Hung up on Prince. Why? I'm Yeah, I'm a gymnast. Yes. That's got to be a regret. Okay. Well, yeah. and then, uh, but I did still get the opportunity to yes, work with did. him, which was great. But my agent ended up calling me and saying, um, that was Prince that just called that I heard that you hung up on. So, um, wow, that's great. He's like, I'm going to quit being your agent. Nice. Um, but later, I think it was about a month and a half later, I was at Paisley Park in Minnesota. Wow. I met um, Ite, his wife mm-hmm. at that time, and got an opportunity to work with him. It was yeah. surreal. Um, you know, I'm an, I'm a gymnast, so you kind of have to coach me. And he was like, oh, can you freestyle dance? And I'm like, I'm a gymnast. We don't freestyle anything. You have to coach us and tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. It was a surreal opportunity. And even after that, I got to know him better and got to know a little bit of his team and went to some concerts that were really, really late night. And okay. I remember falling asleep even because it's just he performs till like four in the morning. You fell asleep at a Prince concert. You after, hung up on Prince. Yeah, I, I mean, this is not this is I'm not just good a foolish. Dominique. Individual. We're gonna have yeah. to erase this from yeah. the podcast because I mean, you don't but, want this out there. Yeah, not at all. No. But what a what a talent! Oh what, my god, um, genius! What a talent! What a genius! And yeah. I feel very blessed to have um, actually been able to be alive. Uh, you know, when he was, uh, you know, making his magic. That's that's great, great mm-hmm. stuff. Now, so you tried acting, model, not tried. Uh, you, act, uh, you were acting, uh, modeling, TV production. So you you were doing some things. After no, I the think Olympics. I just dabbled in different okay. things. And I will say that I I wasn't initially listening to myself. I was mm-hmm. on Broadway, Broadway for a while. Yeah. I was in the musical Grease. A lot yes, of fun. You were. Absolutely no talent. Like you know, it was just. Why a do you fun... say when you say no talent? You're you're such a natural <laughs> speaker. 
And so why, why, when you say no talent, would, are you let being me, modest? No, let me say just no passion. Okay. Like I don't well, do things that, uh, trust me, there was no talent either in acting. Okay. But okay. let me just say, I don't like to do things that I don't have a passion for, that I right. truly don't think um, I'm called to be in or I'm going to make that positive difference. And so it was a lot of fun. It was phenomenal to get to know my cast members, our castmates. Um, but I lived in New York City and I was coming from a very sheltered childhood. And that was not the city for an individual that had a sheltered childhood. So I came back. That's when I uh, then started training for another Olympic Games, went to the University of Maryland, and then finally hung up my leotard and then started listening to myself. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time um, kind of going through a bit of an identity crisis. After my third Olympic Games, that's all I knew of being was being an athlete. And so um, I was a little lost, but I took time in prayer. I took time shutting off the noise, the outside noise, and really trying to follow my heart and um, follow God and really get led by him. And he led me further to motivational speaking, having the opportunity to share my journey, share mm -hmm. my pain, and how I've turned a lot of my pain into my purpose and my passion, um, you know, has led me across the U.S. on different stages and different platforms and different campaigns that I've loved. And it's led me to where I am today, which is, again, why, you know, I love, you know, my aspirations right now of building this academy. How often do you still do the motivational speaking? Not as much because okay. I don't want to be away from my kids. Got it. You know, I don't, I, I, you know, I had a period of time where I loved being on the road. And even today, I'll go and do a speech here and there. And mm -hmm. it really is a vacation to really? sit in an airport yeah. as the flight is delayed even two hours. And it's <laughs> peace and quiet. Um, I brought my kids and my husband on a number of these trips. And my husband was like, why? Why? This is a nightmare. So, <laughs> you know, it's a lot going on when you travel with your family. And he, he doesn't get it because he didn't have the same upbringing as I did or, mm -hmm. um, you know, the same emptiness that I felt. And so while it's a lot to bring the kids, I love the chaos. I love the madness. I know mm -hmm. I'm going to miss it someday. And I remember not having that. Sure. Um, so I do love uh, bringing my my whole family when I can for speeches. But it's, it's far and few between. And mm -hmm. I do think um, though professionally, that window will continue to close for me anyway, and it mm -hmm. should. Um, and that's why I know that this other window of the gymnastics academies, I'm going to start in Clarksburg, Maryland, and I hope to expand it beyond, um, you know, further into the Montgomery mm -hmm. County, Maryland area um, as my way of making that positive impact and leaving that sure. legacy. You said the window would close. I think the, someone that can speak like you can, and I feel like this is a motivational speaking oh. right now. <laughs> we're, we're, everybody in the room is very motivated right now okay. uh, by you. So oh. I think that you will have that for the rest of your life oh. if you ch uh, if you choose to, to do that. You well, just I'm, I'm have glad this it's, gift. Well, I'm glad it's inspiring you guys, but yes. it really doesn't inspire my four, oh, my four kids every now and then. So. <laughs> Quinn looks but pretty inspired right now. Yeah, well, so I you know, know, I think it's just being a, a mom yeah. and, you know. Yeah, All right, so we need to talk about Montgomery County because the show is called Moco's Most Famous, yeah. and we have not talked oh, about Moco. So yeah. you grew up in Montgomery County yes. in Silver Spring, although you said you were kind of on the border of Tacoma Park. So was it Silver Spring or was it Tacoma Park? I, it was really on the border. Okay. I would love to say the actual address, but I don't want those people that live there Got to it. be bothered. But okay. it was on Ritchie Avenue. Okay. And so anyone that knows the area, mm -hmm. they know it's like Tacoma Park or Silver Spring. And I used to get a lot of, uh, you know, um, letters back in the day saying I wasn't giving enough credit to Tacoma oh. Park when I would say Silver Spring. So today I this say This is your Tacoma opportunity Park, to, to make Spring. up for that. Exactly. So Tacoma yeah. Park. Shout out to Tacoma, Tacoma Park, Park right and now. And Silver Spring. And Silver Spring. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, everyone assume, 
you went to Blair, and everybody assumes you went to Blair, which you did, but you went to Blair, and you also went to Gaithersburg yes. High School. Yes. So yes. Uh, you started at Blair, and then you went to Gaithersburg, I right? started at Blair. I okay. was in Blair for one year during my freshman year, and then I trained for the I was training for the 92 Olympic Games and then I went and finished up at Gaithersburg High School um, and I would advise never to transfer your kids in the middle of their high school years mm-hmm. um, because that was a very challenging transition for me as it would be for any young kid out there right. um, you know again your peers are not going to be the most supportive um, when they don't know you or mm-hmm. when they do find out about you, there's constantly yeah. TV cameras there um, highlighting and showcasing uh, what you're doing out right. nationally and globally. So it was a little bit of bullying going on there, not a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did get a lot of love and support from my fellow Blair mates, but they knew me since I was five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I have, I have a great deal of love for Gaithersburg, go Trojans. Um, and would love to kind of be connected back in that community. What was it like being Dominique Dawes as a kid? Now, we know that you didn't have a normal life. No (laughs) gymnast, no swimmer, no athlete at that level has a quote-unquote normal life. But mm-hmm. So what was that like growing up and living in Montgomery County? Wow. I mean, living in Montgomery County was wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. Again, like I mentioned, my family, um, being entrepreneurs, we were out in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was, you know, always connecting with people in the community. My grandfather um, now still even runs his barbershop in the Tacoma Park area. Um, is constantly there. I hear even throughout the week, and he's in his 90s. Wow. Uh, quite impressive. Um, you know, I remember running up, Ritchie Avenue, the hill in Ritchie Avenue, to get home in time to go to gymnastics practice on time. Um, I remember waking up at 4.45 in the morning when I lived in Silver Spring to train Mm. at 6 o'clock in the morning when there was not any heat or AC at times. Mm. Um, And so part of me, to be honest, part of me as a 43-year-old mother, I weep for that young child of mine, of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, for my younger self, it's not the childhood that I want for my kids. It's I want something different for my kids. Now, I don't want to spoil my kids. Um, I don't want to create a rough road for my kids. um, But I really want to ensure that my kids recognize that they're loved because of who they are and not what they're aspiring to accomplish. And I want my kids to know um, what's most important in this world. And that is about the love of family, the love of friendships, the love of relationships. I know that when I'm on my deathbed someday, which is inevitable, that I will want to be surrounded by those that I love and those that love me. I won't be looking for that gold medal. I won't be looking for those honors. I won't be looking for what the world says will make bring us happiness. I won't be looking for degrees or or titles or gosh, I wish I spent more many more hours at work, you know, and living in the gym. You know, I'm going to I'm going to want those loved ones that I shared those amazing memories with and that were there for me when I went through painful times in my life. And so that's what I'm going to instill in my kids. So to answer your question, I do um, sadly weep for my younger self, though I had some high highlights. There were some great, um, there were some great experiences. Um, and again, I don't wish anything was changed because I wouldn't be here today, but I just know today I'm going to parent uh, my children a little differently. I don't know how we can follow that up. You put, you put it all in perspective there, Dominique, yeah. and oh. you are a great motivational speaker. Oh, oh, I can just you. tell you that oh. because, uh, like I said, looking around this room, you have uh, definitely made a difference uh, and, and made an impact on us just listening to your story. And it, it's, it's an amazing story, and I really appreciate oh. you coming in and sharing it with us. And uh, we've been trying to get you yeah. for a long time. You're busy. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank and you for having me here. Absolutely. And want to wish you uh, great success with the Dominique Dawes Gymnastics Academy. Let people 
people know how they can find info on that? Well, they can find info on the longest website in the world. It is Dominic Dawes Gymnastics Academy dot com. We can and, remember that. Uh, go there. I'm doing early bird registrations now for memberships. Um, for those that want to be on board now, they can get priority access. Um, if you want to hold off and wait, I'm okay with that too. I'm also doing a number of mom meet and greets, going out in the community, and I just want to chat, just want to connect, just, just want to listen, and I love those moments. Uh, thank you very much again. Open invitation to come back anytime you want. So you you know the number. You no, call you'll us. have to come to my gym. Oh, you'll we'll have definitely, to come to we'll definitely come to the gym. Although I won't be doing any gym oh, stuff. Oh, I'm going to get I'll you I'll just on be some no, no, no. I'll just be watching. I want to wish you happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you. And you thank too. you again. I want to thank Carolyn Raskowskis and Bob Rutledge and Quinn, of course. Quinn, you were really good during the podcast. I want to congratulate you. Thank you, Quinn. Quinn. We're talking to you. We're saying you did a great job. Thank you. Uh, And I want to thank you for listening and watching, and happy holidays, happy new year to everybody, and uh, see you next time on MoCo's Most Famous.